You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, Real Presence Radio listeners. Thank you for joining us on this lovely Tuesday morning in September. I'm Amanda Ellerkamp, joined by my co-host Kelly Schneider. We're coming to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota. That's in southwest North Dakota, for those of you that might not know. Uh, And we are broadcasting from Trinity Junior High and High School this morning. And uh, we are really pleased to be joined by the president of Trinity Catholic Schools, Mrs. Maria Scari. Thanks for joining us, Maria. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Good yeah, morning. It's great to have you. Uh, great to have in-studio guests. Yeah, We're all here in the building, yeah. so that's in fun. Studio. In, in studio. common. Yes, in common. <laughs> We're in common We're in the common. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's the great. students have all gone off to class. There's less hustle and bustle in the background. Everybody's yeah. settling in for their first hour of the day. Uh, and you're settling in here. Is this your third? Third full school year. Third yes. year is the present of Trinity Catholic Schools. And so we are uh, a couple of weeks into the school year, about three weeks almost. This yeah. is week four. It's starting week four. But we start the easy half week. Right, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. Right. <laughs> we baby step in. Honey. That's right, you get it. He's in. Over. He's <laughs> in. Yeah, now we're into full School weeks started. here. Here we're, we go. Here. Yeah, in September, we're into full weeks. Um, and so maybe just mm-hmm. a quick um, introduction of like, how's the school year gone? Like, What's what's going on? There's a lot going on around here. I know it's hard to condense it, but there always is a lot going on. But that's what I love about getting to do what we do here. We're very busy, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we're we're very busy, but good at slowing down and taking the time uh, to allow our students to to breathe and to really experience the formation that they're gaining here at Trinity Catholic Schools. And it's it's really a blessing to be a part of. Uh, the start of the school year has been an exciting one because the last time I was here. Uh, as a guest, we were talking about our new early childhood uh-huh. center, and it, it was under construction. Mm-hmm. And this year, now we have officially, you know, we, we kicked all those little kids out of our elementary schools. We moved them mm-hmm. into their new early childhood center, so they have their own space that is specially designed for them and for their growth and formation in early childhood care with us. And so we we officially broke in the building. We cut the ribbon, let them in, and at the open house before school started, we had several little tiny ones crying and Mm. when you hear oh no they're crying when they came to see their new school you would think it was because they're scared to go but it was because they didn't want to leave so they came for open house and they were so in love with their teachers and their friends and so they they made fast friends at open house they were playing they were experiencing this building that was again designed uh, with them in mind and they just loved it so much they were tearful that they actually had to go home and go to bed and not get to come back until (laughs) the first day of school and so that is a that is a problem I will take all day (laughs) long when it comes to the littles or for any of our students. Uh, We want them to feel at home here in any of our buildings. Uh, It was important for us to complete that project because we are a growing system and that's the Mm -hmm. good news. Uh, Catholic education is growing and that's a nationwide trend and so I think we're very blessed in that and I think we need to continue to to capitalize on that momentum and really continue Mm -hmm. just doing what we do well and even challenge ourselves to be even better at what we do in terms of preservation of 
of what it is we do that is so very different uh, than what you may experience in the public education landscape today. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we continually trying to challenge ourselves to be better um, at delivering on Catholic education, uh, Christ-centered edu education, and helping to form our students. Um, and coming on, I, I was teasing you about needing to follow Bishop. That's really a tall order. <laughs> I did not know that. So anyone listening, I apologize. I am not uh, nearly close <laughs> to his wisdom. Um, but in thinking about what he was talking with you about with the Red and White Mass and talking about vocation, we have bishops, actually he had started uh, a convocation for educators. Uh, so we're celebrating the 10th convocation for Catholic educators mm -hmm. in October. And that's typically when the state teachers convention takes place. Mm -hmm. And so he thought we need to have something for our Catholic educators within the diocese. And that, that's centered more about how we deliver on an education promise. And so that'll be taking place on October 8th. And we're very blessed. I'm very excited because Father Wayne Sattler, who is the new diocesan spiritual director, is going to be our, our guest speaker throughout the day. And part of what he'll be talking with us about is that call to be a Catholic, te Catholic school teacher, to be an educator mm -hmm. in a Catholic school system, that there's a special uh, call to vocation for education but especially for those who feel called to serve in a Catholic school. And I, I don't know if our listeners are experiencing the same uh, news that it seemed was plaguing many of our school districts across North Dakota, at least, teacher shortage. Mm -hmm. These were words that everyone was hearing. Uh, they reached a fever pitch midsummer, even to yeah. late summer. Many, many schools across North Dakota are in a painful place where they have vacancies still, and they're being forced to make tough decisions about how do you deliver on your education promise to your students mm -hmm. when you don't have a teacher in front of the classroom mm -hmm. uh, with a you know with some stability to that we're very fortunate and blessed that we were able to fill our very last open position with an internal transfer um, from one position to another to go back into classroom for one of our teachers uh, but we have all of our positions filled in terms of our teacher roles of course everyone's lo always looking for additional paraprofessional help um, help with facilities kitchen you know these are roles that uh, it feels like we always have at least an opening, uh, yeah. and that's good because we're growing. We have a lot of kids to take mm -hmm. care of, um, but really when it comes to that deliverable in education, we were able to fill all of those vacancies that we had, and, uh, and we had so many returning teachers, which is a blessing mm -hmm. too, and I think that that's that, that's that special it when it comes to we have those who have responded to this position in a Catholic school uh, as a vocation, and it's not about chasing more money down the street in a public school where they have just an entirely different budget than we do right. um, and different ability to use dollars to retain people. Um, we retain based on something very different and that is the, the quality of job and the ability to f help us in fulfillment of our mission. Uh, our mission here at Trinity Catholic Schools is to educate the whole student mind, body, and soul. And everyone here knows our mission. And so it's, it's really it's joyful, it's delightful, it's, um, it's hard, um, but we all get to work together uh, in that fulfillment, and our students know it. And when we say it's a Titan family here, mm -hmm. it's very true. We're like uh -huh. a big Titan family, and it's really not something that we could easily walk away from because the call to that vocation, that call to mission, is so important to everyone here. Mari, mm -hmm. you had done something... Um for the students, but I thought what you said um, with regards to 
bringing the students in, giving them to, we're taking the time as a school to breathe and experience formation um, is true too as you talk about the call uh, to be a teacher, a staff member within the walls of a Catholic school coming into these these halls uh, looks a lot different in terms of forming me as a professional woman working in the world than it does at another school building. Can you talk about that a little bit about, you know, you, you talked about uh, about the need for more teachers and it's something different when you're coming into a Catholic school. The particulars of that call to vocation and what you see as a particular in that call to vocation. Well, it's interesting because I've actually, in the, in the process of trying to find people, so in the, when, mm -hmm. we, when we have openings and we're trying to find people and we, we look out into our ca broader Catholic community and we say, okay, who is teaching in the public school? Sure. And who is, who, but who is in the pew on, you know, at yeah. daily mass or on Sundays and who are we seeing and why aren't they in our school? Why is that? And so those special calls to say, hey, would, have you ever considered Trinity? Uh, is the, the surprising thing I've heard more from more than one teacher is I plan to retire and then work at your school. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and I have the same reaction. I kind of laugh and then I think, wait a second what yeah <laughs> you don't know what you're missing you know and and so there's it there's a, just an interesting um mm. willingness and that cooperation is the word that bishop uses so beautifully every time oh. i hear him say when we cooperate oh. and so we have that active choice to make in cooperation with the Lord and in cooperation and uh and and mm. it's really a beautiful way to look at it and sometimes i just think are we really cooperating? You know, could, am I am I pushing on you to cooperate differently? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but we all have to cooperate in our time and and be part of that decision. Um, but something that I think that uh, I see here when it comes to nurturing our our teachers, our staff who have who have cooperated uh, with what they felt was their call to be here, uh, is that we are able to deliver on a promise to them in terms of that spiritual care because mm. Bishop in his wisdom has been so kind to us in saying we need to make sure that you have a, a chaplain. We have a priest as a principal here and that's a model that has been the case in our schools um, for over 10 years now and and it's really beautiful that our our teachers, not just our students, have availability uh, of a pastor and pastoral care during the school day as they need it. We have Amanda here who mm -hmm. has answered that call and that, that desire within uh, to pursue her education as a clinical counselor. And she's very available as a peer for peer-to-peer -peer contact. So the people who've assembled uh, and united in this place is really it's quite spectacular when you look at it because mm -hmm. we have these layers of right people together to provide that care that nurtures growth, not just for students, like I said, but for our professionals mm -hmm. to feel like um, they're not just someone here to uh, spin out a product, mm -hmm. um, but rather to grow as well and to experience uh, growth in their depth of, of spirituality and, uh, and really be that constant example of growth for our students themselves. Yeah, I think Maria's. You know, as you were talking about those uh, that availability, right? Of of priests of the sacraments, mm. you know, that we mm -hmm. have within 
uh, our building and built into our day, you know, that mm -hmm. I can stop down at the chapel for adoration on mm -hmm. my lunch break. Right. Just mm -hmm. down the stairs from my mm -hmm. office is, is a really beautiful gift that you don't get in every other place. And so, um, you know, when we talk about the beauty of Catholic education, it's, it's a benefit not only for students, but also for staff and for parents. Mm -hmm. You know, that there's a lot of opportunity there um, for everybody to grow in their faith and then to be that example, you know, to to the broader community. So, yeah, just a lot of, of beautiful things there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are up against a break once again, uh, but don't go away. We're going to continue visiting with Maria Scaria, president of Trinity Catholic Schools, right after this brief break. Don't go away. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Let us run to Mary and as her little children cast ourselves in their arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central, and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary, Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. God's blessings to all of you. My name is Father Chad Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And this year I celebrate 25 years of being a priest. And the joy, the great things that I love about the priesthood is the deep relationship that Jesus and I have as speaking heart to heart. He knows the depths of my heart and he speaks to all of us in the depths of our heart. That's what I enjoy about being a priest, that I get to speak about Jesus, not just on Sundays, but every day of my life and that I've given my life to Jesus and the church. What a wonderful grace and a gift that has been for me for 25 years and to serve the good people of the Diocese of Fargo, but just to serve the church as a whole. May God continue to bless all of you as you listen to Real Presence Radio. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Real Presence Radio listeners. On this beautiful Tuesday morning, uh, we are remembering our Holy Mother in a particular way today in the holiness of her name, the most holy name of Mary. Uh, Thank you for staying with us. We are continuing to be joined by Maria Scari, the president of Trinity Catholic Schools. And we were visiting uh, at the top of this segment about the brand new early childhood center that opened this fall. Um, but we were visiting over the break and I said, I've had a number of people say to me, 
I thought that building was open. I still see construction <laughs> fence and there's vehicles over there. And I thought the littles were over there. And I'm like, oh, they are and they're safe. Um, <laughs> but there's more things happening. So maybe um, if we can circle back to that building a little bit, talking about who's in there, right? Who, who are we housing over there in that beautiful new building? What does that look like? And what's with the construction still going on? I know. that's <laughs> The littles are there and they are safe and they have something really fun to watch out their windows. Yeah. <laughs> out the windows, uh, which we have many beautiful windows on the building, uh, they can look out the window and uh, to the south side of the building and look at a construction site. And that construction site is actually going to make their building um, even more spectacular. Mm -hmm. uh, we, and, and I go back to Bishop's wisdom on this, when we went to, uh, to him and said, we're, we're busting at the seams uh, at our elementary schools. We need room for our growing elementary grades. We need the classrooms currently being occupied by our preschool. And so our preschool and pre-kindergarten programming was divided between two elementary schools. And so at each of our elementary schools, we can uh, house about 60 students per grade in total. And uh, at our building that we're, where we're sitting today, we can house about 75 to 80 students per grade in grades 5 through 12. And so we recognize that there's a gap in terms of how many students we can accommodate at elementary levels. And then when we get to our bigger building, we can mm -hmm. take more students, but we don't have that many that we could ever fill this building if they're all coming from elementaries where we can't accept as many, mm -hmm. correct? So we, we felt like the opportunity was there not only to make the room immediately by creating space for our growing early childhood programs, uh, but also what are we going to do about this elementary gap that we have. So we decided while at the same time that we're building early childhood, why don't we add on to that building space for what would right size our system on the elementary side. So if we were to build out one single section each for K through four that would be in that same building, we would then be able to accommodate from K through four the same number of students per grade that we can accommodate five through 12. Hmm. And so then from start to finish, you could we would be able to take up upwards of 80 students per grade with the size of our facilities as they as they stand today. So we decided, well, let's, let's do that. So currently today, the Early Childhood Center is only open for early childhood education and they occupy the main floor of the building. And so again, that's preschool through pre-kindergarten programming. We have uh, kindergarten preparedness uh, uh, in a full day schedule uh, and then we have some half days available and some educare basically balancing half the day you're in preschool half the day you're in daycare mm -hmm. and so that's been very popular we have for the first time ever a of uh, just exclusive three-year-old class. So just the three-year-olds. And we, we thought, let's roll the dice on this and see if there's interest. And we thought if we can get seven, and then we... And it turned out we needed 14 spaces, uh, oh. and then we had a waiting list. And so uh, there are really, uh, there's really a desire for parents of three-year-olds to find a place for them to have Catholic early childhood opportunity. And so, uh, so that's been really fun to see take off. But on the second floor of that building, that's where we included everything that would be a f we need for a fully functioning. Uh, K through four elementary. Okay. And again, single section of each grade, uh, so one classroom each. But the one thing that we don't have that's required for elementary education is a full cafeteria and a gymnasium. You would need the, the PE space in the cafeteria mm -hmm. and also a larger playground area. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's happening with all of the equipment. That's what's happening in growing the building to the south was the, the need for those spaces. And when we built that second floor and finished it out, 
we didn't feel like we would necessarily need to occupy it right away. Mm -hmm. uh, Bishop did say, you're going to need it. And he wasn't wrong because we'll already be positioned by next school year to need those classrooms based on the numbers that we're seeing wow. uh, in our early uh, elementary growth. Mm -hmm. And so we thought we better get to it and build this second phase of the building. But as everyone is experiencing, costs are increasing all around us ev in everything. everything, everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the cost to build, you know, and in, in, in our world, we're a nonprofit school system. And so that means a heavy fundraising lift to try and come up with the, the capital to be able to break ground and build. And we were uh, incredibly blessed. And, and I'm sort of smiling and a bit tongue-tied even mm. today because we, we, we were just uh, given the most significant compliment from a family that with a gift because they believe so much in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, their children have gone through our system. Their grandkids are currently in our system. And they believe so much in Catholic education and what we do here uh, that they said, you know what, how much will it cost to build that building? And we, we told them how much it would cost to build that second phase of the building. They said, well, we think we can do that and committed mm. to the entire cost of construction for that second phase. Wow. And so what would have been a, a real challenge uh, in terms of a capital campaign uh, expansion at a, time, at a time when the economy is challenging for many and inflation is out of control, um, that was really such a, uh, such a gift, uh, such a gift to us in so many ways. And so it allowed us to mm. begin work right away and it's given us the peace of mind of knowing that uh, we, we were able to lock in our costs and we're able to get lead times in place for ordering of materials, things like that, so that we don't see anything spiral out of control beyond what we projected would be the cost to construct that building. And so there is a, a fun look out the window, Bob the Builder style <laughs> uh, thing happening for our, our little uh, early childhood students. Uh, we do have some little um, construction vests for them um, oh, if, so they can cute. put great. those on for some pretend play. Uh, but it's it's been really special to be a part of. It is really, and I will say it's not just the little kids because I see our big kids on the hallway <laughs> on the on the stairwell that look direction looking to see the progress when there's big machinery. There's big boys too watching. Oh, they are. They are. We saw watching. the same thing last year when we started yes. um, when we had to remove a building that had uh, deteriorated beyond yeah. repair. Yeah. Um, that was an old convent across the street, um, and so when that was being uh, was being torn down. The students were glued to the windows in the library yes. so they could watch that. Mm -hmm. And now they're doing the same thing as uh, the dirt's moving. But uh, but it, what they're seeing happen and take shape before their eyes is really what is the future of of our schools because we don't do this every day. No. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's, it's exciting because it's something, not just something new and that there's mm -hmm. big machinery, but like there's the future, mm -hmm. you know, for for. You know, some of our high school kids, it's their younger siblings or perhaps mm -hmm. someday their children that right. will benefit from the growth that we're seeing um, on that end of the campus here. So it's very, very exciting um, of everything that's going on. What will, um, obviously, uh, Maria, the new space will make the school fully functional as a K through four institution. Mm -hmm. But what else is it going to provide for, for, for the good of our entire system and really our community? That's a great question, and it's going to do a significant uh, amount for us because what will be contained within that phase two of this building is not just a, 
I've heard the phrase now, cafegematorium. <laughs> and I didn't know that was a thing, but many schools have a cafegematorium, which is your cafeteria, your gymnasium, and your auditorium. So all things happen in that, that multi-use space. space. And that's something we could have done. Our donor wanted to see us do what the system needed, what would help the whole system, to your mm. question. And that would be a full-size sport court in that gymnasium so that we can actually host um, sub-varsity uh, level sports in there. We have one beautiful gym in our high school, but it's one gym for a very active bustling system. Mm -hmm. We've been busing our students for fifth and sixth grade uh, act extracurricular activities over to the armory in town. And that's actually going away. They're building a new armory, so that's going to be raised. And so that's not going to be an option for us for very long. And they, the city warned us of that and said, this isn't going to be an option you can uh, entertain for much longer, so come up with a plan B. And so having an additional gymnasium will help us to ease the practice schedule. There are times that you'll come and watch a basketball game. And the, so if the boys are playing, the girls are sitting in the bleachers watching and waiting for the boys' game to get done so they can then practice after their game is done. That's mm -hmm. a late practice. That's a late, yeah. You know, so in terms of family time, time around the dinner table together, home early from practice, you can get your homework done. Uh, we want to be able to deliver on that for our student-athletes so that they're not into the odd hours just to have access to that gym floor to get done what they need to to practice effectively as a team. So this gymnasium will help us with easing that practice schedule and making things friendlier for our families and students. Uh, and then also we're we're part of a, a really big small town here. Mm -hmm. And so we like to open up our facilities to our community to have host Mardi Gras mm -hmm. as a fundraiser and community activity. And so I just envision that this will be a space that we can even expand on our footprint for where we do great things that not just benefit us, but also are good for the community of Dickinson as a whole. It's exciting for any community to see a shovel in the ground and work happening because it means the future is bright. Mm -hmm. it, it, right. It, it, it automatically yeah, there's <laughs> makes you think mm -hmm. something good is happening in this place. Right. Yes. And it, and it is. It, it is. is. It is. Good. <laughs> Thanks for being with us, Maria. Thank you. Listeners, don't go away. You hear the music. That's our heartbreak. But we'll be back with another hour of live programming. <laughs>